We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, happy Tuesday, everybody. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast. The Anora Boys are in the building. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Yes, I am on here looking like that uh, thing outside of your barber's uh, shop. The little candy right. stripe joint. That's right. It's a, it's a sunny day in Chicago. Been a tough morning, love. Mm. Tough morning. Woke up at 5 a.m. This is the wrong reason why, you know, technology is a pain in the butt sometimes. Okay. So I wake up in the morning, and it's like sounds and beeps going off everywhere, right? And I'm like, man, what the heck is going on? So I'm trying to figure out where this loud sound is coming from, and the first sound is coming from my, my ring keypad, right, for my doorbell. Then it's another sound coming from all the appliances in the kitchen. There's no power. Right? Mm. So I'm walking around the first floor and there's no power in all of the rooms on the first floor except for one. This is how weird it is. Mm. There's no power on the first floor at all except for one room. So I go to the basement. Basement is lit up. Right? Mm -hmm. Come upstairs from the basement, go to the top floor. No power, except for two bedrooms. And I'm like, yo, what is going on, right? So now I go downstairs once again, and I'm like, man, maybe it's a fuse issue. So I check, check the box. Nothing's tripped. Click things on and off. Come back upstairs, nothing's changed. It's literally... Three rooms in the house in total to have power. That's it. It's the weirdest thing ever. Hmm. So now I have to readjust everything. I take my router 
from a Wi-Fi, attach it in the room where the power is so everything can start running, so my ring can connect, the TVs can connect that are on in the house so I can operate a little bit. The master bathroom was one of the, the, the master bedroom was one of the rooms that did have power. So that was a good thing as well. This is one of those byproducts of, I don't know if you experienced this, but my house happens to be the house on the block where Com Ed comes to take care of the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the internet. Like anything's going crazy and they need to get to the fiber optics, the box is literally in my backyard. Calm it, boxes in my backyard. Like this grid is crazy. So I had to be at an appointment this morning at 7.15. I leave out and I see the Calm Ed truck out front. And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, yeah, we have problems in the area, you know, working on it. And so I tell them, I say, yo, this is crazy because, you know, I only have power in three rooms in my uh, my house. And they were like, yeah, you know, we probably cut off, you know, certain circuits, you know, for those areas. And so he explained it, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I guess I'll tell me if I'm upset, because this could be the LL question today. Okay. I felt upset for a moment because I'm like, man, you could have rang my doorbell. Now you have free, you know, you have free access to my backyard, but you you could have let me know, like, yo, this is what's going on. We're gonna let you know we're gonna be back here, da 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 da. Man, by this time, I had set up an appointment for my electrician to come by after we did the show today. <laughs> like, you know me, I'm already like, yo, I can't figure out what's going on. I got to figure right. this out. I, I've already solved how I can do the show. But, you know, my freezer's full. My refrigerator's full. I'm about to lose all of this food. Yeah. What's going on? So what do you got about what four or five hours for the freezer or the refrigerator? If you keep it uh, clean? if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's that sounds about right. That sounds about right. It was just weird, man. Yeah. It was weird. But you know what? It was one of those moments where I literally gave thanks, bro. Because I was like, if you were gonna leave any power in any of the rooms. The TV room downstairs and the master bedroom upstairs, like, man, I appreciate you. Cut <laughs> everything else off. Yeah. And at least allow me to be able to shower, take care of things. That, man, it helped me. My, my, myself and my wife were able to get off to both of our appointments. I was back yeah. home in like an hour. And by the time I had got back home, everything was fixed and everything was turned on. So it's just, when you know, like, when you have a house built on technology and power goes out, man. That's why I don't want to get a smart refrigerator. They'll lock my refrigerator up. I can't even open it. And she, dude, the missus has been trying to talk me into getting one of those smart refrigerators, Mm-mm. you know, with the keypad on the front that controls everything. Oh, what? Man, she, she's an appliance snob. I keep telling you, left. She's an appliance snob. She asked me for a new dryer last night. 
Oh man, that's a tough one. Because the dryer in her is not getting warm enough. I'm like, what are you talking about? You just put it on for longer. Like you just went through like six loads. And you're complaining about the heat of the dryer? She just wants a new one. She doesn't like our appliances are white. So she doesn't like the fact that now, you know, people have used it, you know, spill detergent on the top. So now it's an aesthetic thing now. Yeah. Aesthetics yeah. cost a lot now. Yeah, she thinks she's trying to. She, she, I know, but she really dope, wants. Huh? she's trying to pull the wool over my eyes, but not today. Mm. Hey, check us out maybe on YouTube. <laughs> maybe, maybe check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Hit the like button. We appreciate you guys. You guys supported yesterday's show very well, man. The questions and the comments after the show were amazing. We appreciate you, LL Nation. Don't forget, each day you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, CFB Nation via Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. It's the home of the misguided passion, the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm coming to another point, Lev. And what is that? I might be cutting the hair down, dude, for the blue okay. and gold game. I might be cutting it there down. I might be joining you, love. I've, it's grown. I've, I've loved it for the four or five months I've had it. I might be going back to the Willis. Yeah. Or for those of you that don't understand that, the, the waves. On the top waves. of my shore, the waves, you know. That's right. So, I don't know. I might be doing that for my birthday, and I, I hit my boy up. I told Julio I might might let him do the honors before we uh, indulge in that weekend. I want to give you a point, and, uh, and you didn't get an opportunity to respond to Jared Parker in full yesterday, love. Yes. Uh, you had to jet out, and we wanted to start with that, get back on track. Jared Parker, he was talking about the transition of the coaching staff, right? Bringing in Gino Gadulli and how it was going to go seamlessly or how it was going seamlessly. 
up to this point. Here is Jared Parker talking about that. It's like the more, the older you get, the more you learn it's not about you as much. You know, and I think being married, having kids, and doing this coaching thing for a while tells you that. So it's really not my stamp, it's ours, and that's not cliche. I really mean it. Like, I think that as you get it in and you get guys bought in and you build a staff that we built, both in our off-the-field guys and our on-the-field guys, we've got a great staff. We really do. And so my job is to just give great direction, provide leadership, and create a union that everybody feels empowered to do their jobs. So I think, if anything, I hope that would be maybe my stamp. Otherwise, I'm just a piece of it to try, I try to help divide good direction, and then from there, just let these guys do their jobs and let the players do their jobs. What have you learned about communication? Well, it's critical. I know that. I know that, right? I mean, it's it, it is, and I'm messaging. You know, I think the way we talk, our vocabulary within our position groups and as an offensive unit, are critical. How we talk, how we communicate, so the terminology is the same across the board allows our guys to feel the unity of our staff and back to them. So communicating those thoughts, our plan, and making sure everything goes flawless in our transitions on a practice field are critical. And the first three days, that's one thing we'd be very proud of, is our transitions and our plan and guys knowing where to go has, has been pretty flawless at this point. So he's talking about transition. I've said this <laughs> left. I have not seen Jared Parker I haven't, and I might be wrong. I've yet to see Jared Parker during drills. Or they do seven-on-sevens and shells and things. I've yet to see him say one word to a quarterback. Mm. When he, so when he says, I'm letting these guys coach, he's letting – yeah. There is a trust that exists already. Like, he's letting Joe Rudolph coach. He's letting Gino Gadouli coach. How are you feeling about that? You know, I really think it's cool to see, you know, he, he came in saying he's going to delegate. He came in saying he's just trying to uh, put the team in the best position with the guys and the talent that we have. And it seems to be that he's living up to it. He's not necessarily imposing, but he's doing sort of what an offensive coordinator as a single offensive coordinator is supposed to do. And you're managing, similar to a head coach. You don't really – well, Marcus Freeman's obviously more involved, but usually you don't see the head coach until, like, the big practices and, you know, obviously the big team events. And similar to the offensive defensive coordinator, a lot of time you're spending your time with the strength coach and your position coaches. As offensive coordinator and managing a lot of different pieces, he seems to be all for that. And he's not looking to necessarily put his stamp on it as, oh, this is Jared Parker's offense. We're doing it Jared Parker's way. And all these coaches are coming back to me and, you know, that kind of thing. It's more of I'm going to let you do what you do best, what you hired for. We'll see what comes out of it. I'll take that and put it with this, and we'll see what offense we get out of it. And it seems to be that uh, everybody seems to flow well and a lot stronger than how last year was. I mean, you're seeing a lot of guys get a chance to really put uh, their knowledge and their position groups, and we'll get to see more creativity and um, hopefully you get to see more points. And the quarterbacks are throwing it pretty well, so we're on our way. One of the things that we have seen, which you almost jumped out the screen when I said this last week, and I said it's sheerly from the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. and they just don't have the same numbers this spring that they had last year at the tight end position. You know, we know the tight ends that are recovering from injury. Some are limited. 
So they just don't have the numbers to come out in 12 personnel, which has been probably the most popular personnel group for Notre Dame over the last five years. Mm. So it's literally been four wide, three wide the majority of the time. Man, left heard that. And he almost jumped out of the screen. What I said, like, like now what? The next time we rolled out offense in the first first drive without a tight end because we tied in you, you know. What if Notre Dame took the field against Navy in the first series four wide? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> mm. I tell you one thing. I wouldn't wait till the third quarter to start watching. <laughs> but this goes back to, you know, us talking about one of the things that needs to change is this Notre Dame offense being explosive early, right? Absolutely. You know, you can you can tune into a Notre Dame game second series most of the time, and we you still haven't missed anything. Up. Yeah, you haven't missed anything. We still no score. Baiting, baiting the uh, defense. We setting them up, you know, quote unquote. We just cooking them. <laughs> so, look, that's one of the things that is it's uh, highly Jake. likely that you'll leave a Notre Dame football game first half 10 7 or 14 10. Yes. With a yes. lot of, oh, we almost had it. <laughs> yes. With a lot of, oh, we got to wake up. Yeah. Oh, we missed a lot of touchdown opportunities. Jay Henry said he might shed a tear. I mean, for happened. real. It'd be it would be 10 years of of something that we're used to. And we roll out there and don't let us do something crazy like go empty. <laughs> Come out the game looking like Texas Tech or something. But you know, the good thing is we have the talent to do anything we want and i think gerard parker in a in a sense is perfect for for that situation if we had a, a roster like western michigan i would be more demanding of gerard parker to be like talk about our highlighted players and how we gonna score enough with us having a group of talent where you could just close your eyes and be like, we got a Jordan Greyhouse, we got a right. Greyhouse, we got a Logan Diggs, we got an Audrey Estimate, we got a Tobias somewhere in here. Like, right. That's 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 a lot easier and more comforting as an offensive coordinator to be like, one week, let's just throw the ball 50 times. One week, we might have to run it a 30, 35 times. One week. Who knows? We might have to do both. So I think if he can balance it, even though it's kind of broad and vague right now because it's spring, okay, but with with that structure, hopefully we get somebody to pop out and be like, I'm the guy. Be like, I'm the guy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to think of this movie. Man, you ever seen this movie? It was with uh, Owen Wilson and Eddie Murphy. And uh, Eddie Murphy was a boxer. Uh, he was called, his name was uh, Kelly, uh, oh, Kelly Robinson. Mm. Kelly Robinson, baby, 490-0. <laughs> Kelly Robinson. And so they put him on his, uh, this fake, uh, he was spy. It was called I Spy, right? So they mm. put on this fake I Spy. 
thing surrounded by his boxing match in Germany, right? And so they gave him this thing in his eye and behind his ear so he could see himself and hear himself, right? <laughs> so he put it on for the first time. He was like, ooh, I look good. Kelly Robinson, 49 and oh, ooh, that's how I look? That's how I be whooping these cats? He was like, ooh, baby. He was like, give it back. He's like, no, you can't have it back. I look yeah. good. I got to yeah. watch myself, right? Man, I don't even think Notre Dame players would know how to act on the on the, on the sidelines, left. Oh, yeah, no. They'd probably be like Kelly Robinson, like, what? That's how we looking? Oh, I said, oh, we looking oh, that yeah. good? Yeah, yeah. No more 12 personnel? No, no, no. We good, baby. Let's keep <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep looking like Kelly Robinson. You might mess around and start to see some plays happen. We might score 30 and a half. You never know. <laughs> Just because the the, the 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 essence of the game changes. We might look dangerous out there one time. Yeah. Teams might be like, hold on, we don't, you know, we don't start fast. We might, we might be in trouble early. Like Clemson was a slow beating. You know, at the end, you looked up, you're like, yeah, we whooped them. We whooped them pretty good. But through the game, it was like. Little whooping here, little whooping here, but we ain't just put the nail in the coffin early, right? If we start trying to put the nail in the coffin early, I mean, it might change a lot about Notre Dame. People might have some respect talking about, well, they play in the top five team. I don't know who's gonna win. Notre Dame tough. They got that one player, that one guy, that that that, that, thing, that thing they do over there. Yeah, Marcus Freeman leading that charge. Now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's seen it. Oh, that's scary. He saw, oh, that's scary. 57 and 0, baby. I'm telling you, man, I spies one of the most underrated Eddie Murphy yeah. joints of all time, bro. Yeah. All time. Yeah. You got to watch it because the scene where he has Owen Wilson singing, singing uh, sexual healing is absolutely, <laughs> is absolutely crazy. There it is. That's Kelly Robinson right there. That's the scene right there. Ooh. Ooh, that's how I look. That's scary, baby. 57 yeah. and no. <laughs> Man, look. I'm telling you, love, I can't wait for you to get down to a practice because they're really teasing us right now, love. Mm. Right? Running all these drills with all four quarterbacks throwing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Throwing the four wide receivers in formation. They teasing us right now, left. They teasing they us. They te yeah, dude. They teasing us, man. I like it. They teasing us. I don't like to be teased. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of those dudes I like to get straight to it, right? Now, I know some people's mind might go to the left, but I'm going to keep you on the straight road because we're going to keep it on the path that Leak likes to take us down. We're going to deal with it from a food standpoint. Left. Mm. See, I'm one of those people. You come in, you got some food you bought. I'm sitting down, I'm opening it up, getting the fork, I'm going in. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, my missus, everything has to be right. Mm. right she got to, no, we, man, we could have picked it up a block away. She has to reheat it. She has to reheat it. I don't care. It's, it's still not as warm as it should be. She has is, to she, is she the type to get Chick-fil-A, wait to take it home, unbox it, and then plate it? Yes. Yes. Yes, left. You're like, what? Yes. Yes, left. Yes. 
and got the whole sauces peeled off. And you just yes. you like a real like it's a meal, like you done cooked it or something. No, yes, yes, unwrap it and eat it. Yes, eat it she won't then won't use the ketchup packages that are given. No, no, gotta go to the refrigerator, get her own sweet baby ray and the ketchup, and then save the packages that they gave her for what I don't know, a rainy day. Because the, the drawer is still full of packages from like 10,000 restaurants over the past five yeah, years. Yeah, you're saving. <laughs> Absolutely. You're saving. <laughs> have no clue. Have no clue. That's Notre Dame's offense. Okay. We've been saving plays for the last five years in the drawer. Like, where, where, you never where's that third down play? Where's that got, first down play? We always got the plastic fork. We always got the spoons, pork. We always got the little salt packets. Anything. Yes. Yeah, you got yes. the sauces. Yes. You don't need no barbecue. We got a McDonald's one from. We had it, you know, saved in the refrigerator. You know, next to the butter. Everything next to the butter. Yes. That's how Notre Dame's offense has been. That person that has to make every sure everything's okay, plated, you know, save the first quarter points, save the first series touchdowns, save all the explosive plays from when we get down. Let's save that stuff. Make a big, make a big pot roast. Absolutely. Make everybody a plate and then freeze the pot roast. What you freezing it for, dude? The set plate settings have to be right. Got to have your napkins here on the left. Got to do all of that. Only to sit down and say, "Oh, they don't taste the same." <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You said it was cold. And you sat it down after warming it up and spent another five minutes getting everything right, and now it's still not warm. Yeah, especially it, 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 you take it too far when you start using sauces that don't come from the restaurant. Oh man, it's like you, you you really try to decorate it's McDonald's barbecue for McDonald's nuggets. <laughs> You're creating your own sauce, getting on the stove and whipping up the barbecue with the hot sauce, and for what? Oh man. Oh, I love my missus. I promise you. I love my missus, boy. But I'm sorry. McDonald's fries were not meant to be on China. <laughs> they were not meant to be on China. Man, just just lay the bag down yeah. and let them fall in the brown bag. Yeah. Just reach your hand in the I'm bag and eat the fries. Fast food? No way. Man. Don't do that. Take it to the far. Thank you. Just one indie gal. Thank you for supporting the standing up for your side. She says, because we are not savages. Hey, okay. <laughs> whatever, you need, whatever you need. That's what we want. We want Notre Dame's offense to become savages yes. this season. Become savages. Right? He's talking true. about, That's yes. holding games close all the time. We yes, play. all games are closed casket. Your fans can go home. There will be no viewing. No. You're not, you're man, you can leave right now. It's the end of the first quarter. You're down 28. You can go home. Offense with savages. Yes, Tennessee State fans. You drove all the way from Nashville for no reason. You can hop back on 90 right now. They drove, but to take the pictures on the campus. Dude, Tennessee State fans. Tennessee State fans on that Saturday by the second quarter should be going to visit the College Football Hall of Fame. That's right. Go down to South Bend and go to Woochies. Get you some food before Absolutely. you pinkies. Absolutely. Know, go to the bookstore, pop in the touchdown Jesus. Go to the go to the grotto. You're gonna have oh. time. 
Oh, man. You might want to go back out tailgating with us because, you know, we're going to sell you the tickets. We're going to still be out there tailgating. You can sell you to come on out, get you a, get you a brat or something. <laughs> but at the half, it's going to be good. Don't even – you oh, can't even see us run out. Dun, 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 dun. And then the kickoff. And then, you, you know, <laughs> don't waste your time. Look. Oh, man, I love LL Nation. Dude, Coach Dick said McDonald's fries barely make it home. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jay Henry said, yeah, you're wasting dishes, man. You're wasting dishes if you're putting fast food on dishes. Mm. Jay Carr <laughs> says, paper plates are acceptable, but fast food on a glass plate is jam. <laughs> Don't be plating no fast food, man. Man. You go happy with dude. Ooh, there's Johnny S. TSU fans will be touring the campus during the game. Hey, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Absolutely. Look, this is what we're looking for for this offense, man. This is this is what we're looking for. I don't care what the collaboration is, but I know what the product needs to be. See. Product needs to be pure. Product can't be stepped on like Effie's doing in power. Oh, taking man. it raw, taking it to the hotel room, adding stuff, trying to make a little extra money on the side. No. No. Oh. Come out and let teams know let this is how raw this offense is from the jump. Come out four wide. Come out three wide. Save Aldrich and, and the rest of the crew for the second quarter and start wearing teams down. The gloves are off with us. Bro, we threw the ball 38% of the time as an offense last year, bro. Mm. That's unacceptable in 2023. That hurts to hear. That's unacceptable. Sam Harmon should throw the ball minimum 60% of the time. Yeah. Minimum. And I know Coach Freeman wants to run the ball. That's cool. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. But you know early on teams are going to put eight in the box. I mean, teams is looking at film from six years ago. We're still doing the same thing. Yes. They're like, okay, we know our game plan is box. Don't even yeah. you can look at any tape from the last five, six years, excluding the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State. <laughs> but we running that, we were loading the box. I mean, the game plan from that Fiesta Bowl against and man, give please give Sam Harbor the Jack Cone game plan. Please. Like you said, left, you can't have, man. And then you know what else the missus does, bro? What? 
she'll say that she doesn't want to order something that I order. But as soon as we get home, she's asking for something off my plate. Mm. That she had the opportunity to order. Or it's even worse when they be like, you're not leaving yet. You're like, hey, I'm about to go get some food. Do you want something? They're like, oh. no, I'm okay. I'll oh. just eat some of yours. <laughs> no, you won't. No. No, you won't. I'm asking you. No, they won't. If you, if you want something on your own, yes. don't, don't say, no, I'm good. I'll just have whatever you're... No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's like, because you feel the way. It's like, you know, you... You're thinking about all the, you know, you about to get into it, and they just like, hmm. I mean, I start thumbing through you, but you, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't say I get mad at it, but I, I definitely feel away. Wait a minute, Paul says food tastes better from someone else's plate. It's science. <laughs> who buy? Wait, who believes that? LL Nation. I, I, Paul. Look, I, I don't know about that. I just I don't I know about it, that. It, it might be because my Chipotle order, okay, you know, she started to eat my Chipotle order. So I'm like, wait a minute, you like your Chipotle order? She's like, but it's something how you ordered. So it's now something how you ordered. Yeah, it's, it's the way. It's it's thing food. It's Chipotle. So maybe is there's going to be something about the way Jared Parker calls plays. Maybe yeah. it's going to be something different. About the way he calls the plays that's gonna make things different. It's maybe, gonna lead maybe, to a different outcome. Maybe he uh puts the vinaigrette on the rice before he gets to the rest of it. Before See, you see, get the toppings put on it. Before you get the top. Okay, left. You're giving secrets now. See? You're giving out secrets now. The key to put the sour cream on the rice before you put all the extra stuff on it and the right. Look, it's still Chipotle though. Mm. It's just the way. So, you do. so the way you the way you speak it means something, mm. and the way you say it affects the buy-in, right? Mm. Jared Parker talked about that. Difference as far as leading the position group versus leading the offense. I guess what's been the biggest difference for you in that role? Um, I, I think probably the biggest thing is is you go, you quickly go, and I've always talked about it because you try to put yourself in different shoes the older you get. And I think the biggest piece for me is is starting to realize that in days off, those days off, you have to start thinking about what you're going to do the next day. You can't wait on a plan. You have to be out in front of everybody because I think with good communication and a good plan, people want to know exactly what's happening next. So that's the biggest thing is thinking three days ahead, five days ahead. And then, of course, then with leadership, you have to. There has to be a very, very calculated approach to building relationships, not with just the tight ends now or saying hi to guys. You want to build a full investment across the offense, let everybody know that their relationship to me and back is very important. So I think just the investment in people goes up. I want these guys to know we love them and we care about them. We want them to do real good, but we also care about them, and I hope they feel that. And that's been the biggest change. You got to do that with 55 guys compared to 10. Hmm. He's dropping some gems there, man. I might be petty. Seems like he's saying some things. Mm. You know, we want the coaches and their ideas to actually, you know, want their ideas to actually seem like they matter. 
Really? And they want the players. We want them to feel like we care for them. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes, to say the least. Mm. Mm. This is about the second time he's mentioned the players feeling cared for. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he, he definitely been throwing a little shade. As if uh, the former might have been a tad uh, bit of a uh, BA, if you will. Or a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that, uh, you know, if that's his stick on what he's riding with on I'm not the last guy, I think it'll work for one season because you're not the last guy. But seasons after that, who is Jerry Park? You know, I know you're coaching and bringing to the table what you saw was lacking, mm -hmm. which made you seem like a really good candidate because you could be a hole plugger. But a couple of seasons down the line, if you're still there, what's going to be your whole ship that you're building? You know, we need something else to ride on. Mm hmm we riding on Tommy's ship right now still. It just painted different. Got a, a couple different uh, features added to it. Scrubbed up a couple stuff. But it's only going to take us so far before it's like, we need an, a whole new ship. So it always is good to be collaborative. But you still need one ship leader, you know. When it comes down to it, like, what are you going to put your name on, Gerard? Who you, like, how's the offense? Who are you putting name on this? I know you calling the plays. Mm. But what What do you – who's stamping – who's signing the checks? Who's signing the checks on offense? What do you think the setup is going to be? Like, we don't know yet. We don't know if Parker is on the field, OC, up in the booth. But normally, where does the quarterback coach normally go? The quarterback coach, um, he usually is on the field. So mm -hmm. I'm expecting Gino to be on the sideline. But, you know, I think Gerard Parker probably would be up in the box considering his contact with the players are not as much as the assistant coaches would be, right, because he lets these guys coach. So I'm sure he'll be on the overhead, through the phone kind of thing as opposed to being on the field because he's not necessarily on the field communicating with players every play either, you know. So his benefit would probably be in the box where the assistant coaches like Gino and Chancey would be on the field. How does that benefit the quarterbacks? Uh, when you got your quarterback coach on the field, it definitely makes it a little bit better. Um, it's just kind of awkward. You know, coming off the sideline and your coach isn't there and everybody goes to their coach. <laughs> so he just just sitting on the sideline kind of trying to find things to do <laughs> for a minute. Because that's how it was. At, uh, what was it? Even with Matt LaFleur, I mean, if you're not talking to Kelly coming off the field and you're not getting on the phone, you're really just kind of hanging out until the next drive because, you know, o is where he stands. He stands on their ass. Mm. The, running backs, the running backs is with the running back group. They sit all together. 
the receivers kind of float because there's like 50 of them, it feel like, you know. <laughs> but I'm sure with Chancey out there, he on there. But when we had Matt LaFleur, he was in the box. Yeah. Uh Sanford, he was in the box. Chuck Martin's in the box. The only people on the field that I had was Denbrock, Kelly. Shoot, that was about it. Denbrock and Kelly. Hmm. Well, four was up there. Sanford was up there. And so, yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Great content. Leave five stars. We appreciate you. Home of the Misguided Passion. And we spin it different. This could be the year we transition into wide receiver you. Yep, left. Yep. I don't I don't know if Notre Dame fans are even prepared for this, bro. Mm. That was a great article in the athletic. Actually, two articles. One was by Pete Sampson, and he was talking about the support actually that Marcus Freeman is going to need to be successful at Notre Dame, but it was also connected to an article by a guy, Bruce Feldman, where he talked about how tough the first year is for a new head coach and getting not only the players to buy in, but getting everyone surrounding the program to buy in to the vision of the head coach and how easier the second year would be. We're going to get into that left. Year one to year two for Marcus Freeman and what should naturally happen and naturally improve as opposed to the players and how they play into it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. Back at it, Lucky Lefty Podcast. As we said before, you can always get to our great content. We need you to subscribe to us on YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Smash that like button for us. We would greatly appreciate it. You guys have been doing a great job continually, as always, supporting all of our content. Leave your comments. We respond to all. 